This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. A reminder that if you're playing on train tracks and there's a train coming, that train probably can't stop. Yeah. It's it's a wild video that's gone viral here, Jim. A go train and it looks like it almost hit a couple of kids. Yeah, this was on the Milton Line go train uh, near Etobicoke, south of 401 on Weston Road. Anyway, uh, you can see it's like a dash cam basically on the front of the train. And it shows two kids running up ahead in front of the go train. And they're on the right side of the train as it's moving at a pretty decent speed. One kid veers off further to the right. The other kid decides to cut across the tracks directly in front of the go train, maybe about... 20 feet, maybe a little more than 20 feet, but way too close for comfort. And not only does he cross over the tracks, once he crosses over the tracks, he, there's no space on the other side because it's right over a bridge or sorry, it's right over a river and it's like a bridge. So he crosses over the tracks and then immediately goes next to the guardrail. So that train is passing him as as he's standing like, you know, back to the guardrail the whole time. And I think there was another kid, according to the article that wasn't on the video, doing the same thing, like back against the guardrail within inches of the go train as it's going by. Oh, God, that makes me so nervous as a parent when my son turns into, basically when my son turns into me as a teenager, I'm going to be very concerned. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because you make some bad decisions when you're a young person. You think you're invincible. Oh, for sure. I mean, I... I don't think I ever ran in front of a train, but you're always putting the pennies on the train track and screwing around and not paying attention, walking on the train tracks or something. You got to be concerned about the train that's coming at you, but you also have to be concerned about the other train that you don't know is coming in the other direction on the tracks next to it. That the train you're aware of is covering the sounds of. Yeah, you think you're hearing one train, you're hearing two trains, and I know there's been a number of accidents that have been caused because of that. Well, they say there's a hundred people get hit by the go train every year, which seems like a lot. Not die, but like there's an you know a person is hit or a car is hit. A hundred, a hundred, a year, a year. There's only three hundred and sixty-five days in a year. That's like a third of the time the train is running. <laughs> someone's getting hit by it. Hmm. Okay, keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Stay away from the train tracks, everybody. Uh- uh, keep at least one earbud out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Look up from your phone every yes. once in a while. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And I've been kicking myself, Jim, ever since we talked about that story last week. Jimi Hendrix, a plaster cast of his penis, mm-hmm. is going to be on display in Iceland's Phallological Phalolo- Museum. Their penis museum. Yeah, phallic, obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I like... You know when you're in a conversation, you're like, oh, man, I should have said this. <laughs> yeah, the George Costanza. That's what I've been thinking since we talked about that story last week because I didn't get a chance to use the perfect term all along the crotch tower. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> You've been sitting on that one for three days. Who knows who's been sitting on that yeah, one? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix is... Plaster cast of his junk on display in Iceland if you want to go check out Hmm. all along the crotch tower. That should be the name of the exhibit. Yeah, well, enough of the philological exhibit or whatever they call it. (laughs) All along the crotch tower. Get to it. All along the crotch tower. This museum has over 300 penises on display. (laughs) 
if you're ever in Iceland. Specifically the Jimi Hendrix one, though. So you say plaster cast, so I'm picturing a mold. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that, you know, if fans wanted, they could per- perhaps get a... Um, Pour some latex in there? And- yeah. Like, you know how you get like... Right. Yeah, like the dentist like forms your teeth, right? I'm picturing it's like a similar thing like that. Yeah, or, or how they do for like special effects movie makeup. They will take a plaster cast of an actor's face mm-hmm. and then they will recreate it and... and then blow up that fake head. Right. Yeah. Yeah, same sort of deal. So uh, I don't know what uh, Jimi Hendrix's estate has to say about it. If they have any say in in terms of whether or not they could put something like that out to market, but you'd think in theory it's possible that you could fill that thing up with some latex <laughs> and start selling replicas. Yes. If it I was legal. One, I for one can't wait till it's public domain. And then the estate has no say in it. You gotta wait a hundred years. <laughs> I think it's fifty years after the person dies. Is that what it is? <laughs> Until their penis becomes public domain? <laughs> you know it. Yeah, baby. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. You went to Paris a while back, huh, Jim? Yeah, yeah. Maybe six years ago, I think. Did you go to the Louvre? No. The no. Louvre? I don't think they would have let me in. <laughs> it was you and a couple buddies going over to watch soccer, right? Yeah, it was Euro Cup 2016 or something. I went with a buddy to Paris. We were only there for, I think, 24 or 48 hours, and we did go to the Louvre. We didn't do much while we were in there. Uh, We basically just ran right towards the Mona Lisa so we could see it. That's the one big thing? Well, it's the most famous painting in the world. Yeah, yeah. So you want to see the Mona Lisa. We glanced at everything on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Saw the Mona Lisa and then got out of there. Because we had a lot of Paris. We had to go see the Eiffel Tower next. Yeah, we, only yeah. had, we only had a limited amount of time. Was it worth the trip? No. <laughs> Huge crowd in front of the painting. Uh, tiny. I've heard it's smaller than you'd think. Yeah, it's, it's not a big painting. Um, and it's got like this protective glass case around it too. So you can get up and uh, close to it, mm. but there's so many people around it almost, it's almost a waste of time. I felt the same about going to the Vatican. You can't really appreciate with all those annoying people around. <laughs> people are the worst. God. It's like, what are you guys all doing here? Didn't you know <laughs> I wanted to see the Vatican today? You're not going to appreciate it like I appreciate it. I wanted to see the Mona Lisa. You guys should all go home. <laughs> so someone, video is surfaced online. Um, the Mona Lisa was attacked. A person... This is what bystanders are are saying. It was a man dressed as an old lady, Mm -hmm. jumped out of a wheelchair in the Louvre, uh, tried to smash the protective glass in front of the Da Da Vinci painting, and had a cake with them. They weren't able to smash the glass. I think it might even be bulletproof. I hope so. I hope it's at least cake proof. Sounds like it was. It was because the guy ended up just smearing cake on the glass and then threw roses everywhere before they were tackled by security. Hmm. Oh, that's reassuring that the glass was there because I saw the photo first and it looked like it was right all over Mona Lisa's face. Oh, no, that would have been, that would that have been, been the brutal. glass. Right. In French, the culprit apparently was yelling stuff like, Think of the planet! There are people destroying the planet. Think about that. That's why I did this. 
What did, what does Mona Lisa have to do with that? She was she was around before cars were even thought of. Or is he, is he mad at Da Vinci because he was an inventor and he invented a lot of stuff? Maybe it led to cars and pollution. <laughs> is that what you're thinking? I don't know. Greenhouse it's, gases? Yeah, it must be. People are destroying the planet. So I'm going to join in and destroy the Mona Lisa <laughs> with this cake. What a loser. I mean, I, I do believe the Mona Lisa is overrated, but mm-hmm. what a loser. It's a beloved piece of art and you're just going to attempt to destroy it to get a across your terrible message this person was escorted away by security they must be sitting in a jail cell right now just going nuts is there is there a worse painting to not succeed in destroying you get the cake out you smear it all over the glass you don't accomplish the mission and then mona lisa with that smug freaking look on her face oh yeah just for sure staring back at you <laughs> Nice try, loser. Wow, nice wig. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Good day for drinking beer, right? Mm -hmm. They go down easy on a day like today. Would you try this new type of beer that they're making in Singapore? It's made up of imported ingredients like German barley, Norwegian yeast, Mm. my favorite Beatles song, (laughs) along with uh, Naywater. Okay. Nay water. What's nay water? Nay water is filtered urine. <sighs> Apparently, there's a bit of a freshwater shortage in Singapore, so they've had to get innovative, and they are recycling sewage to make it into drinkable water. Oh, when you say sewage, it sounds so much worse than nay water. You would dr- you'd rather me say it's recycled pee-pee? I'd rather you call this drink beer grills. We know that guy always, Bear Grills always, thank you, it was a Sunday party. Um, <laughs> I would, I do, I scientifically, I've heard that you can yeah. sterilize urine and it basically is indistinguishable from water. Right. And won't get you Kevin sick. Kevin Costner it's, did it in Waterworld. <laughs> yeah. I think he peed on that one little plant that he had occasionally. And, and it, then we would drink the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, and it would go through the tubes and then yeah. it was fine. Um, you know, I, 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 unless I was desperate, I don't know. I if there don't was think... two cans on the shelf, one was made out of recycled urine, the other one was made out of fresh tap water. Yeah, yeah. You'd go with the, the tap water. What's the price point we're talking about here? <laughs> is it cheaper? <laughs> if it's recycled. Oh, the way you should look at it is all beer is rented anyways, right? What do you turn beer into? Oh, I guess urine. Yeah, when you drink it, it turns into pee, so why not turn it back into beer? This is so this is like a snake eating its tail, a never ending cycle. Uh, but yeah, you can never have to leave your house. <laughs> you, get, you get the brewery in the basement. You know, you get a little boiling pot, whatever, you know. There's there's the machine we have to invent. Yeah, yeah. You hook a tube up to your uh, your stuff and then... This is going to look a lot, a lot like the Mad Magazine, Rube Goldberg type <laughs> machines they would draw all the time. <laughs> it goes out the tube and then yeah. it goes through a couple of gadgets and then it comes out as beer behind sure, the bar. It never ends. Perfect. Well, it's available now in Singapore. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to become a trend over here, but if it does, who knows? We, we've heard them making uh, beer out of the ice from the, the, the rink down in Tampa Bay after they won the Stanley Cup. They mm-hmm. melted the ice down, yeah, yeah. used that water to make Coors Light, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 
guys are spitting on that. He wants them to stop. You know, they could use celebrity urine to make <laughs> to make different types of beer with this technology. Sure. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, cock. You peacock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, cock. You peacock, cock, cock. Time for sports with Devin Peacock. We are talking baseball. Uh, first, a recognizable name has joined the Detroit Tigers. Cody Clemens was called up by Detroit. He is the son of Roger Clemens, and he is the first of Roger's kids to make it to the majors. Now, Cody's brothers, Kobe, Corey, and Casey, oh, all God. K's, <laughs> Don't you love because Roger, you do that? Nope. <laughs> Roger Clemens loved his K's. He loved to ring up those K's. Oh, Cody I is see. Yeah, that's cool. The K's yeah, yeah, are the yeah. home runs, but you also have to be careful. Like if you're, if that's your plan, you can't only have three kids. Yeah, three strikes you're out, but three K's you're also racist. Yeah, you got to have at least four kids if yeah. you're going with the all K's. He went with the all case. <laughs> and so they had four kids. And so, but uh, Cody, like all, all the kids played at high levels of baseball, but Cody is the first to make it to the majors. Now he's 26 years old. He's a bit of a utility guy. So we'll see how long he can hold on, but he's made it. And congratulations to him. It's a pretty cool moment. And what's his story? I saw some on the weekend about a couple of Major League Baseball players getting in a fight over fantasy football. Okay, so this is one of the best stories I have seen in a long time. Tommy Pham of the Cincinnati Reds and Jock Peterson of the San Francisco Giants had a bit of an altercation where Pham slapped Peterson in the face, and that led to him being suspended for three games, missing the weekend series that just happened between Cincinnati and San Francisco. So after the slap, everyone wanted to know what led to that. And Jock Peterson has been very happy to tell everybody about it because it all is something that stems to their time last year when both played for the San Diego Padres and they were in a fantasy football league together. <laughs> and apparently uh, Jock Peterson, A, is kind of a dick when it comes to texting. And B, there was a big dispute over how to use the IR in their league. And that led <laughs> to the uh, to the altercation. I, I think we had the same debate in our fantasy football league with COVID going on and how many extra players do you ah, get? That <laughs> might have right? been it. Over the weekend, Jock Peterson was waiting for the reporters to get there so he could show them the text exchange from the group text in the fantasy football league. So after he left the Padres last year, he stayed in the group text, but he kept texting them and he sent a GIF of three weightlifters of with the Giants logo, the Dodgers logo, and the Padres logo superimposed in them, and the Padres guy collapsed under the weight of his dumbbell. Fam was still at the uh, Padres. He took it very personally. He loves his gifts, and apparently that was uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back here. <laughs> wow. These adult men getting in these. I like how I like how Buddy's waiting. He probably got his schedule and was looking ahead to when this game was going to happen. He's like, "Oh, I'm about to Will Smith his ass the first chance I get." <laughs> I hope they're both still in the fantasy football league together. <laughs> Fam left. Oh, he left the league. He's done. Okay. So that's oh, probably so his only teammates. That's probably the last slap we're going to see. Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. It might be, if you don't have a pool, it might be one of those days to, to experiment with one of those apps. Have you seen these where you can 
borrow someone's pool for a couple hours, Jim? <laughs> I have. It's like Airbnb for pools, like yeah. short term. Yeah, so you can book an hour at a neighbor's pool and go swimming over at their house. Yeah, seems brilliant to me. I don't know. I'd, what? I'd be a little concerned if I was the pool owner. What? But what? Well, one, liability. Mm, yeah, I wonder how much uh, insurance the app takes or how much liability they, they take, right? Because you could seriously hurt yourself in or around a pool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Diving in the in the shallow end or whatever, and you could be like, oh, the, 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 the meter depth wasn't marked on the side of the pool or something, maybe. And if I was going to use the app, I'd be worried about creeps inside the house staring out the window at me. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not me personally, but depending on who you were, right? Like, how do you know that the owner of the house isn't just someone who loves staring at people in bathing suits? Mm, I mean... Probably. I mean, that, that situation has been happening in Airbnbs where people will find a, a camera in the alarm clock or something like that, and they'll be filmed the whole time while they're there. Right. So, yeah, what's stopping somebody from doing that in their pool? It's probably easier to hide a camera outside. Or you just see the blinds move when you're <laughs> swimming. You just see, like, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Guy in the bathroom just looking out the window? Exactly. Yeah, Fast like Times that. at Ridgemont High. Yeah. I mean, sure, but if you want to think about like that, I mean, what's to stop anybody from being a creep? Being a creep in any situation, really. I mean, what's to stop somebody from going to the hotel uh, and looking out the hotel pool window at everybody in the hotel pool? That's true. I mean, you're now you've really ruined safe. hotel pools or for public everybody. Pools. What if you're at the beach? <laughs> you know, yeah. guy's yeah. got the dark shades on. I don't trust that guy. Isn't that you, Jim? Yeah, I don't trust me either. <laughs> you know what's funny? I will say this story right now. Speaking of being a creeper on a pool, I like people watching. It's just who I am. But when I was in Costa Rica, I was like people watching for like three or four days down by the pool. Like right. just watching everybody. Like you're sitting by the pool, you're watching everybody go by. And I'm being sneaky about it, you know? Not being sneaky because I'm not a creep. I was just... No, I you, wasn't were, moving, you are a creep. No, you're no, I just sneaky. wasn't... If If... You know, somebody walked by, I wouldn't move my head. I just like, I'd move my eyes. You know, there's beautiful people everywhere. So I'm just sitting in the thing. And then three or four days in, I go, I wonder how dark my sunglasses are. So I turn my sunglasses around, completely translucent. So, so you thought your eyes were hidden and this yes. whole time you're following people around the pool with your eyes. Maybe not in the pool walking by. I don't know. So yeah. Did Sarah say anything? How'd your fiance feel about your extracurricular activities down there? I'll find out when I get home this morning. <laughs> <laughs> just See? a fair warning, but you're, everybody. You're like an entry level creep. That's not. That's just what people do. Anybody saying I'm a creep is lying because that's what everybody does. People look at other people. Yeah, totally. I agree if you're sitting with on that. the patio, people walking by on the sidewalk, you look at people, but you never want them to know you're looking at them. Okay. And it's not always sexual. It's just fun watching people. Sure. You know? But there are some people who are legitimate creeps, mm -hmm. and how do you know you're not borrowing their pool for an hour on one of these apps? <laughs> what about the people renting your pool peeing in it? See, there's a lot of things with this. This, uh, it's on paper. It seems like a great idea, but I've got some questions. But like when you use your pool, you're only using it. I mean, of the amount of time uh, hours it's available a week, maybe you yeah. use like two or three hours. You're a week. at work all day. Yeah, you okay. Might as well making money off it. All right. Well, they're out there, and if you're gonna try and borrow someone's pool for an hour, a stranger's pool, today would be a good day to do it. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. The man who made it look easy, Ronnie Hawkins. Oh, Mary Lou. Mary Lou. She took my diamond ring. Oh, Mary Lou. 
Legend passed away on the weekend at age 87. Southern rockabilly singer called Canada home. We've got one of his uh, friends on the line here. And we've spoken with Nick before. Nick Panaseco Sr. was a uh, promo man in the record biz back in the day. Worked with Kiss, Queen, Blondie, Phil Collins, and of course, Ronnie Hawkins. That was back in the good old days, right, Nick? The good old days they started in 1964. That's when uh, all, of Lo- all of London would uh, go to Grand Bend. Grand, Grand Bend, Bend. Bend. Is I, I saw him in Grand Bend. Years you saw ago. Ronnie Hawkins playing Grand Bend, Jim? When I first oh. got into radio, this was like 15 years ago. It wasn't the. It was like the Motorplex or something. Well, you could have. Yeah, the, yeah, the Motorplex was a dragway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I saw him. I, I saw him at the Lakeview cas- Casino, and uh, the, the Imperial Hotel. And I, I saw the pictures you posted, Nick. Some pretty cool shots of you and Ronnie over the years. Were you promoting his shows, or were you a fan? No, we just became friends. Uh, and then, of course, I, I was always trying to get him a record deal. Get him a record deal. He famously was a mentor to Robbie Robertson, Levon Helm, and members of the band. Uh, they went on to have huge success worldwide. But Ronnie always kind of, you know, he flew a little bit under the radar, the Hawk. That was kind of his uh, role in, in this whole thing. He'd get the best bands uh, going up and uh, up and coming guitar players or drummers. I mean, he went through uh, probably a, a couple hundred musicians. Yeah, a lot of musicians' lives uh, touched by Ronnie Hawkins. He, he was a pretty incredible guy. Uh, definitely a great sense of style. He always had the... Uh, this is the era of Ronnie Hawkins I, I remember. He always had, like, the trucker hat on with the bandana tied around his neck and the yeah, right. the black T-shirt, huh? Right, with the hawk on it. With the hawk, yeah. <clears throat> well, the secret, the, the secret of Ronnie in, in 1960s. 64, when we were all under, underage, I was 18, was to uh, meet the band when they were bringing the equipment in. So the bouncer at the back door would, would, would think you're with the band. And then the, <laughs> then the only thing you had to fear was the, the morality squad. If you should sweep the room and charge if you're drinking underage <laughs> whilst you're out the door. So you, you were seeing Ronnie when you were just a kid, Nick. Exactly. But, uh, but I really enjoyed that era. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, he was definitely a legend. I didn't realize he wasn't Canadian. I mean, he loved this country so much. He called it his home. But originally, he was not a Canadian. No, up, uh, up from Arkansas. I mean, Ronnie hung out with Johnny Cash, Elvis, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis. That was like the breeding grounds for the Arkansas sound. 
that he brought up. And of course, uh, you know, the kind of Arkansas drawl that he had in his voice. Big man, you too, know. huh? Big man. And Ronnie, Ronnie made the great news by just having some classic one-liners. One I mean, you never knew what he'd throw out in a conversation. It, it, it could be crude or it could be totally funny. Well, Nick, thank you so much for sharing your memories of Ronnie Hawkins. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll share some of your pictures, if you don't mind, on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. No problems. And enjoy. Ronnie's signature song was Bo Diddley and Who Do You Love? I walk 47 miles of barbed wire. Use a poker stick for a necktie. Got a brand new house on the roadside. Made the rattlesnake high. Got a brand new chimney made on top. Made from a human skull. Come on, Robin, let's take a little walk, Timmy. Who do you love? Who do you love? Who do you love? Classic performance there from the last waltz. Ronnie Hawkins with his mentees. The band, they did all right for themselves. Rest in peace, Ronnie Hawkins. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, if I go down suddenly, I, I feel like I should make you aware of this. Um, but if I I'd suddenly collapse during the show, it's because I got bit by a spider on the weekend. <laughs> you think it's a slow-setting poison? I didn't even notice, but my wife brought it up. She's like, oh, look at that spider bite. And I was, it's right here. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Your your wife spotted that? But look, look at like the red around the area. Do you see that? Mm. It's like an areola on your bicep. <laughs> it looks like a giant arm nipple. How do you know it's a spider bite though? Well, bug bite, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I took a nap outdoors on uh some lawn furniture. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that's when it happened. <laughs> do you just want to be closer to Spider-Man? would be awesome if it happened. I don't think that's the way it's going. We had a friend over last night, and she's a nurse, and my wife's like, hey, what do you think of that spider bite on Taz's arm? She's like, oh, I might need some antibiotics. Like, what? <laughs> what is it? Does it? Is it painful? Well, after she said that, it suddenly got painful. I can't oh. stop thinking about it. You know I'm a hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm pretty sure they're going to have to lob off the arm at least. Oh, you had a good run with two arms. <laughs> it know, is it is my left. It's frivolous. <laughs> yeah. Antibiotics, that seems like a little intense. If it's not like a big deal by now, I think it's run its course. I hope so. It doesn't look like it's getting any worse. <laughs> you think, tough. You'd think that antibiotics would only be good for ant bites. Oh, boy. <laughs> what, what is that stuff that some people put on everybody's got it in their house you put it on your cuts and you polysporin polysporin that's what I'm picturing maybe slather it in polysporin that. maybe I some mean, afterbite it's one tiny it's like a zit so it doesn't look bad from where you're sitting no okay. it's a discoloration I would call it I feel a little bit better about that don't come up and twist it I know it's tempting my, <laughs> it my arm a- nipple <laughs> You a little nurple over there? A little purple nurple. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Slap to the gut, and there's no shame. You could win dad bod fame. 
Taz and Jim's dad bod pageant is back, baby. Slap to the gut. Oh, dude, you can't have that until after you get married. I know. What are you thinking? It'll be gone by uh, August. <laughs> listen listen to how much deeper mine sounds than okay. yours. Okay, hold okay. on. You got to move the microphone. Okay. How loud is that microphone stand? Okay, you do yours first. Okay. Slap to the gut. I was trying to watch. Okay, yeah. Okay, uh, uh, back in black. (laughs) 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 Worth an effort. Boy, oh boy. I I think if we were eligible, we may win the dad bod pageant (laughs) with talent like that. Yeah, it's not just about the bod. There's a talent portion yes, to the competition. Yes, and and dad trivia or dad knowledge. You know, like how, how do you how do you maintain the perfect grass? Things like that. Right. So there's it's a well rounded. Uh, we don't want people to think we're just exploiting these dads' bodies. It's it's the entire package mm-hmm. that we're dealing with here. The dad bod pageant presented by Beachcomber Hot. Hot Tubs is happening June 16th. It's going to be virtual, so you can watch it online. Uh, we're going to have a ton of fun. It was great doing it that way last year, and we're going to keep it virtual this year. We're hoping next year we can do this on stage in front of a crowd again. Because oh, boy. <laughs> back, back when we did that, it was a wild night. One winner, this could be you. If you've got a great dad bod, is taking home a Kettle Joe charcoal grill from Beachcomber Hot Tubs. If you want to get into the contest, tell us about yourself, submit your best dad bod photo, and let us know why you think you should be Mr. Dad Bod 2022. You can enter online now at y108.ca and fm96.com. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.